Hey guys, this is Kurt. Today, John and I wanted to jump in for a quick episode uh, about Christian culture and uh, movies, music, uh, and the subculture that is uh, labeled Christian culture. And so we're going to talk about that, about the good and the bad of each of it. Uh, Here's Joe Deegan. We're going to jump in. Welcome back, everyone, to another Parenting Today episode. Kurt, how's it going? It's going good, John. Good to see you. Yeah, good to see you, too. Um, So I think we've told y'all several times as we talk about some of the behind the scenes (laughs) of Parenting Today that sometimes we will sit down, Kurt and I, and we record uh, two weeks worth of episodes. So two episodes that are broken into two parts, uh, however you want to say that. Two episodes or four episodes uh, might be the best way to... To say that, and so um, Kurt and I knew this was kind of around spring break, and there's the RYM Youth Theater training in Paradise, Pennsylvania I'm going to, and then Kurt has spring break plans. Kurt, are you doing like a youth spring break, or are you doing a family spring break? Uh, it's a it's a youth mission trip. We're going to Reynosa, Mexico That's right. uh, to work with Isaiah 55, if I could just plug them. Mm-hmm. It's a great ministry. They basically... Found they be, they began and run deaf education in that state in Mexico, wow. um, and uh, there was no education for deaf students before wow. they arrived. That's and amazing. now, the state has taken over, uh, or the state has um, funded them and ha- and wants to help them. But you know, on their own dime, uh, Kate and Nono Bill and Isaiah Fifty Five basically started deaf education in that state for deaf students. And now they have uh, not only do they have uh, education for, you know, grade school and high school for deaf students, but they also have, um, they also have like trade school as well, where they can teach, uh, deaf, uh, students to weld, to sew, um, kind of marketable trades that they can use. You know, what's really funny if I, if I, I know this is not what we're going to talk about, no, but this is something that I discovered in our time. This is probably, this will be my fourth or fifth time to go to Renosa, um, with a group is that, um, did you know that, Sign language is not universal. I don't know if you knew this or not, John, but if you know sign language in English, you don't know it in Spanish. Um, and uh, I don't, you're doing things right now. I, I don't you know. Said my, that, name, my name is John. In sign yeah. Language. Yeah. But see, that's not how you yeah, say my I name did is not John. And see, think about it like this. Um, this is an easy way to think about it is that, you know, the sign for water, and no one can see this, but I'm showing John the sign for water. Um, and, you know, which is, it's based on a W. Well, water doesn't start with a W in Spanish. It starts mm-hmm. with an A. It's mm-hmm. agua. So, you know, if you speak a different language, um, you don't, you speak a different sign language as well. And Makes so sense. anyway, just one look, that complicates things for deaf people. Um, but, mm-hmm. um, that's just something, that's one of many things I've learned yeah. <laughs> since we've been well, down. Kurt, where, where can people find more information about Isaiah 55? I mean, is it just Isaiah55.com? Yeah, Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have a website, and um, let me let me pull it up really quick. I did not. Yeah, I wasn't no, that's, no, yeah. And as you're looking that up, I'll just say um, part of the reason I was bringing this up is Kurt and I were trying to think. Okay, look, should we air a rerun for parenting today? Since he's traveling, I'm traveling. We're gonna try to to squeeze in um, an episode 
uh, this Tuesday and uh, Thursday that might be a little bit shorter, uh, but we at least wanted to have some some new content um, for our listeners. We know some of you are going to be traveling over spring break and you might not have time to catch up on the show, uh, but it will allow you to, to be able to catch up on it later. Or if you're traveling and want to listen to Parenting Today, it could be mm-hmm. something fun for you. So we're, we're trying sure. to squeeze one in today. What's that website? Kirk? Sure. Yeah, their website is Isaiah, just like in the Bible, I-S-A-I-A-H, uh, five, five. Um, dot org. Um, you can you can check them out there. Um, Isaiah five five dot okay. org. We we love those guys. So yeah. um, Ryan and Kate and Nono and all those guys. So anyway, well, yeah, thanks. Uh, for and I, that. I'll also say and I'll also say this since we're on the subject, which is, um, I think it's great for churches to do mission trips over spring break. Uh, lots of times, <clears throat> spring break is the time, um, and not simply spring break is a time where we take a break and we kind of think about ourselves and people go skiing or they go to the beach or they go here or they go there and that's fine and good. But what not it a great thing to say, Hey, to a student to say, Hey, you know, you only get so many spring breaks. Why don't you donate one of the, like one donate, but why don't you give one of those spring breaks to the Lord and be like, Hey, I'm just going to go serve someone else. And so that's why we do mission trips over spring break. It's because, and I'll say this too. Sometimes students get into a little bit of trouble over spring break and you know, they're not going to get in trouble um, or uh, when they're, when they're on a mission trip. So uh, that's a really good time um, to do mission trips. So, but don't go to Isaiah 55 cause we're going there. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> well, by the time they hear this, kidding. you're, you're either already there or back. So yeah, I know, but we're going next year too. Maybe. So <laughs> anyway, someone try yeah. to take our spot. <laughs> well, no, it's good to to give shout outs, obviously, to, to something like that. And just thinking of, man, the, the amount of work that they put into and to be pioneers to do that. Um, yeah, that's, that's an awesome thing, uh, Kurt. So look, today and Thursday, we're going to be talking about uh, Christian movies. And um, Kurt brought this up to me maybe a few weeks ago and just saying, hey, look, I think we well, should... Yeah, go ahead. Before we say that, well, I do want to talk about Christian movies, but I just want to talk about Christian subculture in general. Okay. Um, and but I think movies is a great place to to start <laughs> there. But yeah, anyway, this is something that I brought up to John. You can keep going. I'm sorry, John. No, that's it. But I'm glad you clarified that because um, one, I mean, as we're recording this, uh, I was just thinking about movies. So it's good to know kind of more broadly speaking about this. And look, even as we went to to start to record this, and like I said, Kurt and I are in a little bit of a hurry today because uh, I know he's got to be somewhere and I do too. So it might be a little shorter. And and as we rush into this, just kind of saying up front, the, the caution of, you know, we are not trying to just, you know, have a hot take and bash Christian subculture. Oh, and... I am. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but sincerely, I mean, and look, I mean, as we gave a cultural artifact uh, last week about uh, Jar Jar Binks and uh, mm. my best creating that character, look for anyone to actually create a song or an album or a movie that ends up in a theater, it is... We should be humbled by that. Those of us who have not created something like that, especially to that level, um, to just be cautious in how we can bash or mock something that Kurt brought up the point of um, it is important to critique and uh, we all want to you know, hone uh, whatever craft or gift that we have, um, but also just being cautious because I, you know, there's been a lot written about Christian movies and music and um, you know, there's... 
there's a lot that could be said, but we just know that it's somewhat of a sensitive subject. And so we just want to be cautious in how we discuss this, but also just see, look, it's an important discussion to have. And I mean, like, like you said, Kurt, we're not just going to be talking about movies, but even as my, my own children watch films that are not Christian movies that are just, you know, created by the world, I, I do want to educate them on good art and bad art. And, you know, some of this, Kurt, might get into our discussion that we had with, with Joe Deegan. Um, but just, yeah, helping our children kind of think critically about things and um, also, you know, just the importance for Christians to strive for excellence in whatever they're doing. Um, so, Kurt, uh, you want to start us off or just kind of maybe even say how um, this idea came about? What was it that made you want to talk about this on Parenting Today? Well, I think as a youth leader, lots of times um, a lot of people have suggestions for stuff that the youth do um, with me. That's, um, I think sometimes some, some people in our church and in every church I've served in, I think one is I think they think that I can just – that I command an army of, of young people and they'll say, can you get the youth to do this? And when I say yes to that, what I'm saying is, is that Mary Cam and I will do it because I don't, you know, I do not command. I don't have a bunch of, I would love to have minions. Um, that would be, (laughs) that's kind of an ideal situation for me. I I think that's, that's kind of goals as the kids say, but, um, but I don't, I don't command uh, the minions. And um, and they'll say the youth ought to do this or the youth ought to do that. And, you know, yeah, I, normally I'm like the way that I respond to that is, yeah, I think they should. Will you be in charge of that? And, uh, you know, that usually ends whatever <laughs> zeal they had for the project. <laughs> but another thing that happens is, is that people will come to see and come up to me and say, well, you, you ought to take the youth to see this movie. All right. And it's uh God's not dead or God's not dead too, or fireproof or facing the giants or, um, you know, whatever. It's a, it's a nominally, you know, it's not nominally, it's an out and out Christian movie. And they'll say, you ought to take the youth to see that. Uh, and, uh, again, I don't command, you know, I, I, you know, I minister to some very busy individuals, um, and their time is not as free as I think some people (laughs) like to think, but, (laughs) Sometimes I just say, hmm, that's an interesting idea, and I try to pass it along. But sometimes I think, well, you know, I really wouldn't take my students to see that movie. Um, but I don't have the time to really give the context for that comment, so I don't make it. I don't make the comment. But the truth is is that I, I really wouldn't take a student to see uh, God's Not Dead or God's Not Dead too. And it has nothing to do um, with their time. It has to do with wanting to encourage uh a thoughtful way to think about their faith and lots of times, um, and an appreciation for what is, you know, what is done well and then what's done not as well and understand the difference between those things. And the truth of the matter is, is that oftentimes these Christian, these quote unquote Christian movies do more harm than they do good. And there's no question. And I think we need to say this right off the bat, Christian movies make money. Um, Mm -hmm. oftentimes we excuse, uh, bad art by saying, well, it was done cheaply. Um, I think, uh, you know, the Blair Witch Project was done cheaply, all right, and made a ton of money. I, you know, how artistic it is is, you know, not well, in my realm of expertise. But, but let me just jump in there and say, but that was original and that was creative from that standpoint, regardless of, yeah. you know, some of the artistic merit could be critiqued for sure, but the concept was original. How they marketed that movie was really what was original about it because they marketed it as if it was found footage, right? Um, but 
So, but just because something's cheap doesn't mean that it doesn't need to be done well. Um, but I want to dispel that notion right off the bat and say that Christian movies make a ton of money. God's Not, De- God's Not Dead 2 had more than a million dollar budget. Now, for a movie, that's really cheap, right? But it's not like um, – uh, it's not like it's, uh, you know, a couple of people at a church with an iPhone making this movie. Um, you know, some of these movies have considerable budgets and my real problem with them is one, I have a theological problem with Christian movies. And then two, I have a second theological problem because everything is theological. The first theological problem that I have is that, um, oftentimes these movies message, blurs reality for the Christian. Um, if you watch some of these movies, um, they, they like just the way that atheists are portrayed in the God's not dead movies. Okay. The way that atheists are portrayed, the closest example would be a James Bond villain, I guess would be, um, the, uh, like Goldfinger or uh, or Doctor No or uh, except know, Shaw's. They're also yeah. un- unintelligent too. I mean, it's like yeah, they yeah, haven't thought about smart. their stance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess um, they haven't thought about it at all, and they they so they're not. It's an unrealistic depiction of people who um, who are unbelievers, uh, and it, and what it fosters in people is this. Um, this it, it others atheist. Um, it makes them a them and not an us. When in reality, all of us are worshiping something um, and have rejected God. All of us have held up our fist to God and said we could do a better job. All every every Christian, every non-Christian has the only difference between a Christian and non-Christian is that a Christian's been redeemed by the blood of Christ. It has nothing to do with, um, you know, we have far more in common with them is what I'm trying to say than we have um, differences and. The way in which – so that's my theological problem. It, 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 it exacerbates and it makes Christian persecution in the United States at least seem much worse than it really is, um, whereas there's real Christian persecution going on in places like Pakistan and North Korea and like some really tough places where we have brothers and sisters in Christ who are really dying for their faith. And these, these movies portray Christian persecution in America to be on that same level when really it's, it's not like that. Um, and – but it also may again it, it sets up a kind of an enmity with the world instead of running to the world to try to share the good news. The second problem I have, and I'll let you and then I know I've been talking too long, but the second problem I have is that oftentimes these movies are just not really well done. Mm-hmm. They're not what you know, if you have a really important message, you know, you think about like a movie like The Big Short, um, which talks about the financial crisis and how we got into the financial crisis, or you talk about a movie that has some kind of really important message. If, if you really think the message is really important, then you're going to spend a ton of time making sure that it's that it's that that message is sent in the most powerful method possible. Right. And oftentimes what I see in these movies is a laziness, um, just to put it quite frankly, a laziness, um, whereas um, not 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 necessarily with the actors and not necessarily with directors and not necessarily with the editors, but kind of across the board with all of them where um, there's not really a desire to do this to the glory of God is just the desire to, to get the message out. Right. Um, and not thinking about the fact that you can glorify God. It's not that these people don't want to glorify God. I don't question their motives at all. It's that I don't think they're really considering the fact that they could, you know, the maximum way to glorify God is to edit this movie the best way possible. Right. 
to have lighting in this movie that is perfect lighting. Like, because we serve a God who brings us from darkness into light instead of like really terrible lighting. You know what I mean? Uh, to have, uh, when we think about how we're setting up the scene to, you know, to think about these things and there, there are professionals who can do this. So, um, all I have to say is that that's my main problem with, uh, I have two, I have one more that I want to share, but those are two of my main theological issues with quote unquote Christian movies. I'll let you respond to that now, John. Sorry for talking so much. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Thanks for tuning in to Parenting Today. Um, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> leave it on that note. Just <laughs> um, no, Kurt. <clears throat> um, agree with with everything you know you're saying. Um, I mean, there there's a lot to discuss, and and like you said, the caution of okay, look, we're not questioning these people's motives and you know even some of the movies that we would critique there was a lot of time and effort and energy sure. spent in a lot of those movies but i mean you, you can i mean let's just go back to i think the one that kind of kicked all of this off facing the giants mm. um you know there, there's there's a lot that's bad about that movie and i know um a lot of people did like that. And I mean, there was, I mean, Curtis, you're talking about trying to get the youth to, to do things. I mean, I can remember, I mean, parents telling me, John, you need to take the whole youth group to go see this movie. And just, John, you should do this and do, and just that movie seemed to be kind of one of the first um, to, to just kind of kick all, all this off. And I mean, let's not get into um, the passion of the Christ and that being a quote unquote Christian movie or not yet. I mean, that's kind of a different mm -hmm. category um, in a sense. But, um, you know, after I saw Facing the Giants, not only, I mean, just terrible acting, terrible uh, directing, um, just they're, they're, the Well, we should say, we should say, you know, as we say this, that the people who made those movies, that church who made that movie and a couple of others, they have come out and said they are not trying to make good art. Mm. They're on the record of saying that they've not tried to make good art. Yeah. So which, when we say this, this is a legitimate criticism because that's not their intent. Yeah. And, and I'm glad, glad you're bringing that up because I was unaware of that, but I mean, them, them to kind of own that, that they're not trying to create good art. I mean, that that's problematic, obviously for, for Christians to just say, we know this is going to be terrible as that, you know, artistically, but it's, we're still going to do it. Um, that, that's, a, that's problematic. And we need to, let's discuss that in just a minute, but the message that was being communicated through Facing the Giants was borderline heretical. And what, what I'll say borderline is, you know, th there could be some, or there were some health and wealth gospel elements in that movie. Um, and I know we, you know, started out saying we want to be cautious as we were talking this, and I just labeled this borderline <laughs> heretical. But to me, I mean, the health and wealth gospel is one of the most insidious messages because it has some aspects of truth in it. Um, it's taking the promises of heaven and it's saying, you know, kind of now, and I know getting into Joel Osteen, your best life now, um, that there were some elements of that, which are very deadly, um, destructive, uh, satanic. Um, and so it had some elements of, of that. Um, but then it's also kind of, um, being clothed in, you know, our love for football. And so it's something that, you know, we can say, okay, we can enjoy football as Christians. It's a good thing. But just the, the concern I guess I had from that, Kurt, was how many Christians were just blind to that. And 
that mm. that should cause great concern because that is how Satan works. I mean, I was reading Martin Lloyd Jones recently, and him just talking about subtlety is the devil's just one of his primary tools. He wants to be very subtle. And the fact that so many Christians came in defense of that movie, so many Christians love that movie, so many churches went to that movie, um, it, it's, it, it was a very concerning uh, thing for me to, to just see that while Christians did not see um, some of the, uh, the bad theology, and I know sometimes even when I say that, there can be those people who kind of roll their eyes and like, John, let's just enjoy the story there, and there were some touching moments and all that. But, um, you know, if I'm taking an entire youth group to go see that movie, I'm kind of endorsing that movie in a sense, and, and I need to also disciple them and help them think uh, biblically about all movies that they see. And so, anyway, that was just a concern of mine of just the the kind of theological past the movie seemed to get. <laughs> um yeah, and we just won't do that with a lot of other things, but with that movie, yeah. it's just yeah, accepted. It's it's like we're so desperate for um, for something that's like safe and aligns with us that we will accept so many things that really we shouldn't accept. Um, we will accept a movie being like the lighting being bad or the sound or the sound being bad or whatever not being as good because well at least it's christian and there's an argument to make there which is this anything that's worth doing is worth doing well but anything that's worth doing is also worth doing poorly right um because at least we're doing it right we might not be doing it the best but at least we're doing it and that's certainly um an idea to take but the problem for me is is that you know we (coughs) (coughs) excuse me we then this is my maybe my third issue with and this is not just movies but particularly music as well, is that this is the same thing that Christians do with music where we say, okay, well, you like this song, this secular song. Well, we've got the Christian version of that. It's just as good. And a lot of our students are like, no, it's not. And they're like, you know, but, and they're right. It's not as good, but in some ways they're being made to choose between their faith and what they know is true. Like, <laughs> if that sounds so crazy to say, I mean, my classic example of this would be, all right. So in 2014, Taylor Swift came out with Shake It Off, right? It's probably her biggest hit um, or one of her biggest hits, right? Well, of course, in 2014, guess what? Mercy Me comes out with a song called Shake, right? And it's like basically a ripoff of Shake It Off. And it's like, oh, well, you like Shake It Off by Taylor Swift. Well, Taylor Swift is a Christian. Here you go. Here's Mercy Me, a Christian band singing Shake, and it's kind of like Shake It Off. And it's like, it, it's, it's like a, you're asking people to say, like, you're at, do you understand what I'm saying? Oh, John? yeah. And, and look, let, let me just jump in because I remember, you know, as we talked about Joe Deegan, um, there is a, you know, if you go to iTunes or Spotify, whatever, and uh, you look up the song Parked Out by the Lake by Dean Summerwind. I don't know all the story behind this. Um, I, I know Joe could, uh, could obviously add to this. I don't know if Dean Summerwind is his real name, but what this uh, artist did, th- this is actually a, a talented musician in Nashville who's um, produced a lot of you know professional quality songs. And what he did was basically taked, t- took the lyrics parked out by the lake and he just repeats those same 
lyrics over and over and over, but he changes the way in which he, he does it, and people didn't pick up on it. And he was doing it to illustrate the fact that oftentimes people get blinded by some of the the, the aspects of music without actually paying attention, in this case, to the story and what's being communicated. So he did it to, to joke around, but um, it's crazy. I mean, him even talking about, I think there's like how much money he's made off of that song as just kind of mm. a joke. And so, again, yeah, I'll put that in the show notes, but it is hilarious if you check out that song. So, yeah, I, I think that just kind of connects to your your point, Kurt. And, and look, it, just going back to as you're talking about how these uh, movies make money, uh, so looking at Facing the Giant, uh, it had, I think the the whole budget was $100,000, and it grossed over $10 million. And so, mm-hmm. so something I want to bring up on that is just not only are these movies, <clears throat> excuse me, making money, but but some of the, you know, quote-unquote um, secular production companies have realized this. And so, you, you know, you have some uh, movie studios who are, who are producing movies that, that have kind of a Christian theme because they realize, hey, look, we can make money off of these. And and now, uh, you know, I'm thinking about a movie that's coming out soon, and we'll talk about a little bit more specifically. But um, you, you do have actors who are in, you know, mainstream television shows and movies who are now getting into some of these these films because, look, they, they realize that, um, look, they can make money off of these, and they need to. I mean, some of them need the work and, and all of that. And so we just have to see as Christians – you know, just because something is, is even saying, oh, it's a Christian movie with a positive message, uh, we just, we've got to be discerning about this. Mm. Well, John, I, I, I think we need to wind this one down. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then uh, let's pick this. I think that's a great point. And I think we should pick this conversation back up um, on Thursday. Uh, obviously, there's room for the Christian worldview in film, and we want to celebrate it whenever we find it. Um, And so maybe we can talk a little bit about what it looks like for it to be done well on Thursday. Um, Until then, it's good to see you, man. I'll talk to you later. All right. See you, Kurt.